0: Hello my fellow ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti financial advisor. Welcome to our show it's for you. Those that work so freaking hard for your money and you're now ready for your money to start working harder for you today. You want that freedom and cash flow now, not 30 or 40 years, but you want it today so you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, but living a rich life because as you are blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those that are around you. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You've been binging on this podcast. I appreciate you sharing with others because honestly, guys, that's how we've grown and that's how our ripple effect has grown through you. So again, thanks so much for not just sharing this, but also acting on it in your life because by taking these words and making it work for you, that is a true testimonial. So thank you so much for doing so. As a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, go to our website, moneyripples.com. You can see the actual transcripts of these podcasts as well. So if you want to be able to read these or maybe you're just a fast reader, not like me, but maybe you're a very quick reader. You can also see these online as well. So check that out. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double-digit returns on your money? And get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp. does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double-digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA-friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I'm bringing on a special guest today that I know many of you have probably heard of. If you guys know John Asraf, if you've been around the personal development world for anytime. You've probably run across this stuff. I know I first got introduced to him from the secret and seeing many of the things that came from that and not just from that, but also afterwards as he kept, kept the education going and kept it growing as well. Now, one of the things you might not know about him is he's one of the really the highest performing coaches out there today, right? Really focused on getting you to be higher performing as well. He's a behavioral science researcher. He's the CEO of NeuroGym that we're going to talk about today. And he's also been really helping people towards their mindset to not only get you to your goals, but most importantly, like the focus of the show is how to get you to your goals easier and faster, because that is the true mark of success right there. So, John, welcome to our show today. Hey, Chris. Great to be with you. So give us a little background for those that maybe don't know who you are. Like, what's your story?
1: Well, story, like many people, I struggled in school. Left high school at grade 11, failed English and math in grade 7 and didn't think I was smart enough. And at 19, I decided to go into the real world and just go and work. And I got into real estate. And real estate was really big on training you for your mindset. As much as they were training you for a skill set of you know how to list homes and how to sell homes and how to do marketing, the bigger of the training was to get you to do what they were teaching you to do. (laughs) <laughs> because right. the skill set was easy. And a lot of people just wouldn't make, let's say, cold calls. A lot of people wouldn't go door knocking. A lot of people wouldn't spend their own money to advertise. They waited for all those things to happen. So I got into personal development, of uh, developing my own mindset, literally 42 years ago. And that led me to achieving a little bit of success. And I got fascinated with why don't people do the things that they know they should do? Mm -hmm. And especially in today's day and age where, you know, 108 billion humans have walked on planet earth. We know how to solve the most complex Rubik's cubes. We know how to make cold calls. We know how to market better. We know how to sell better. We know how to. So why don't most people do it? That became a lifelong fascination for me. And in solving those answers, I've written some books. I've been in, I think, 12 movies now. I've been on every major TV and radio show in the United States and Canada for that matter. And so now I teach it. Now I share with people what we've discovered based on neuroscience and neuropsychology at the deepest levels so that they can get rid of obstacles quicker, shatter limitations faster, and achieve goals quicker.
0: And notice the book right there over your shoulder called Inner Size. I know that's part of the NeuroGym that you guys have been doing, right? Based on that.
1: Yeah, I built um, you know, my specifically to give people like a brain gym. Right? NeuroGym. We have gyms for our bodies. What about a brain gym? What about a way for me to upgrade or make my self-image and self-worth stronger? What about making my beliefs stronger on the things that should be stronger and getting rid of the limiting beliefs that hold me back. What about managing my emotions better, becoming stronger than my emotions that hold me back, like fear of failure, fear of being embarrassed, fear of being ashamed, fear of being ridiculed, fear of being judged, fear of losing money, fear of disappointing myself, fear of fill in the blank. Fear is an emotion. It's an emotion within me, and either it controls me or I control it. Well, all highly successful uh, Navy SEALs, all highly successful astronauts, all highly successful firefighters, police person, entrepreneur learns how to manage the emotion of fear because we all have it. We don't, as a society, teach that to kindergartners, to grade schools. We don't teach it to high schoolers and university students. My self-talk, my inner critic, can't we consider that those are neuromuscles and some of my Mm -hmm. neuromuscles are strong, and some of my neuromuscles are weak, of course we can, because they're nothing more than reinforced patterns, just like reinforced muscles. And so I've taken a different approach to neuroscience, and my goal is to really give the owner of their brain, you, me, everybody else, a better user's manual so that we can use this $100 billion biocomputer that we all own better.
0: If I were to play devil's advocate, because there's probably somebody that's going to do that at some point here, because there's always somebody questioning things, right? But like I was a sociology major in college with a triple minor in psychology, ballroom dancing and Japanese. So everything I did, everybody would consider a soft science, right? And people might even point to neuroscience, even though there's plenty of studies It might say, well, this is more of a soft science because you're dealing with humans and humans, there's always outliers. There's always exceptions. Is this really real or do I want something more concrete? What would be your answer to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a valid question. First, let's understand that every brain, okay, functionally works the same. So it's kind of like saying there's anomalies with cars because some are electric Uh and some are gas, you know, some are six wheels, some are four, some are 18, but functionally they work the same. So I'll say let's start with that as a first premise of truth. Mm -hmm. Then I would say, is the science of neuroplasticity and neurogenesis real or imagined? So can we and have we proven that our brain can create new connections and reinforce them? Well, of course we can. Want to learn a new language? You have to apply the laws of neuroplasticity to create and reinforce a new language pattern in the brain. So the science is very, very solid. Now, are we learning more ways to do it more efficiently, better, faster, easier? Of course we are. But the fundamentals of how we develop what we believe, we've known for about 25 years, the fundamentals of how we develop a habit how we reinforce a habit, how we let go of a disempowering habit, we fundamentally understand that. The neurochemicals of motivation, the neurochemicals of fear, we know what those are. We know what triggers those circuits. So the foundational information, and more than just a foundation, is solid science with always room for improvement and advancement. So my question would be, Were you born, Mr., Mrs. Human, with any belief about what you're capable of achieving? And the answer is zero. Were you born with a self-image or self-worth or self-esteem when you were born? Zero. Were you born with any fear as a baby? Zero. And you were also born without any knowledge or skills. Were you born with some genetic propensities? Yes, we know that. So, If we said, if I wasn't born, you weren't born with beliefs, habits, fears, self-image, self-worth, what is that in the human brain? And the answer is it's nothing more than a reinforced pattern of neurons that have connected together and wired together no differently than a highway system that we build. And if we travel along that highway, all right, it becomes nice and smooth and it's easy to travel along that highway. If all of a sudden we create a detour and we travel along the detour and we reinforce that, then all the cars go where the detour is going. So that's very, very similar to how neuroplasticity works is the neurons, the brain cells that fire together, wire together, the neurons that wire together that to get reinforced becomes the easy path to take. And that's why change is so hard for most adults. It's not that change is not possible. They just don't understand the process of change, and for a brain to teach a dog an old trick or new trick, yes, absolutely, yeah. The dog doesn't want to, right? Humans have a hierarchy of what our brains' priorities are. So our brain's priority is safety and security first, avoidance of pain or discomfort, of which change is considered pain or discomfort to the brain. Third priority is conservation of energy so i want to do number one and two with the least amount of energy and then the fourth priority of the brain is gain and pleasure so i will do more to avoid pain and discomfort before i do any of the gain pleasure and that's why we self-sabotage that's why we procrastinate that's why we keep doing the same things even though we should be doing something else
0: it's interesting you say that because i had just somebody email me recently they said hey i saw what you talked about with how to leverage my financial situation but you know what i'm gonna go and do the path I was already on, but noted, (laughs) right? That's a uh, perfect
1: example of rationalization. hmm. And the definition of rationalization is I'm going to tell myself a rational lie. How does that look? In the form of an excuse, a story, a reason, and then followed by behavior of comfort.
0: Right. So like in his example, where he said, yes, I know I could probably become financially independent about half the time but you know what? I'm going to go back to this old path and just stay there because I tried to talk to my spouse about it and they really weren't on board but I like what you teach and I'm going to keep learning is that kind of what you're referring to is going back to that yeah. comfort zone again
1: most people are brilliant at information gathering they'll listen to your podcast like oh my god that was so good high five kumbaya then they go right back to what they were doing before without making any effort to change why Change requires glucose, meaning the brain is required to th- do something called think, and most people would rather die than think. Think about this, right? Is there a way, like right now, for anybody who's listening to get in way better shape than they're in right now? Yes, or- is there a way for them to 5x their revenue if they were committed to it right now in the next 6 to 12 months, 18 months? Yes. Is there a way for the relationship to be better? Is there a way for whatever result that they might dream of to become a reality? The answer is yes. No differently. Let me show you something. For anybody who's watching, we can solve this Rubik's Cube in less than 60 seconds by going on YouTube. And then we can solve this other Rubik's Cube that's the granddad of Rubik's Cube in probably about seven hours by going onto YouTube and learning how to do it. Now, you have to be committed to going and learning how to change because it requires energy. And so just about every goal that we want to achieve, we could do it faster, easier, better, cheaper than the way we're doing it right now. But we get so locked into our process because that's considered a habit and our brain doesn't have to think about it. And so a lot of the work that I do is we educate people on why change is so hard and why most people prefer to master disappointment instead of mastering change, and that is because they don't have a process to make change easier, right? So in the absence of a process that requires a little bit of understanding how the human brain works and gets rewarded and moves away from pain or discomfort, they're left to hard work. And using willpower and persistence is the worst way to change a habit.
0: I agree. Before I get to like maybe like a good first step for them, let me ask you this really quickly. I mean, first off, your neuro, Jim, can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. I created a bunch of programs to educate people on how to strengthen their mindset, how to develop a more empowering belief pattern, more empowering habits, more empowering behaviors. Skill happens to be one of those, but it's not the only way to do it. It's the hardest way to do it. And so I created NeuroGym and created programs to win the game of business, win the game of money, win the game of fear, win the game of weight loss, win the game of you know of anything by understanding how to reprogram your subconscious mind as you're upgrading the knowledge and skills of what you need to do in order to achieve that next level of success. And when you combine the subconscious conditioning plus the conscious skill building, then you're able to achieve goals way, way, way faster.
0: Which, well, I would hope everybody would want that. I don't know. But I'm sure there's some people are more comfortable just going to the status quo, but that's not what we're about here. We're about really throwing out the status quo and going for something that's extraordinary instead of just ordinary, right?
1: Yeah. In order to have extraordinary, you've got to do a little bit extra.
0: That's right. Well, and you offered a free gift for those that are watching or listening this today, correct?
1: I did, yeah. We've got one of my team members thought that giving you a really good gift, especially for anybody who wants to grow their business faster and easier. I've studied neuromarketing and neuroselling for many, many, many years, understanding what motivates somebody to pay attention to you. Number one, because we are living in a distraction-laden world. Why would they continue listening to you? How do you get their attention, keep their attention, get them to buy from you instead of your competition? How do you get more leads and more sales if you have a business? So we created a a little book called, it's a neuromarketing uh, ebook. It's about 40 pages, I believe. And so I think my team gave you guys a link to it. It's myneurogym.com forward slash money ripples. So people can download that and we'll make sure you have the link and they can become better at marketing and selling their programs, products, or services.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. I definitely recommend those. everybody check that out, especially if you're in business. And even if you're not in business, I know you and I were talking about before we went on the air, there's a lot of other resources you have, even about, like you said, around money, physical fitness. I mean, there's so many things that people can go on to really remove, and not really remove, but overcome these obstacles that they have, which is really our own brain, right? It's really our own brain, our own resolve.
1: The only thing, for the most part, that's standing in your way that you need to really focus on is getting you out of your own way. Because all the how to already exists for what you want to achieve. So, if all the how to already exists for what you want to achieve, then why aren't you doing it? Right. And it's going to come down to only four things. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) What are those four things?
1: Well, of course, it's you may not have the knowledge and skill of how to do it. Uh And in the absence of knowledge and skill, you have doubt. When you have doubt, you actually trigger your fear center. Because your brain's trying to avoid any ramification of your ignorance, your lack of knowledge or skill. So that's number one. Number two is your self-image. You may have a hidden self-image that says, I don't deserve to achieve that thing that I want to achieve. So you may not feel worthy or deserving enough. And so you'll have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brakes. The other is beliefs that are limiting you. So you may have a belief that you're not smart enough, not good enough, too young, too old, not enough of this, too much of that. This color or that color, this ethnicity or this part of the world I live in, or markets this or markets that. So a belief is the lens by which your brain processes information and also projects into the canvas of the universe what is possible or not for you. And then we have the ones I talked about before, and that's fear. You know, in the absence of certainty, we have fear. And so if you fear failing, your brain is in a protective mechanism not to fail. Mm -hmm. If you fear being embarrassed or ashamed or ridiculed and judged, your brain is hindering and hedging its bet on taking full-on action. And so it's just a protective mechanism. It's a switch that goes on that most people don't know how to turn off, like a light switch. So there actually is nothing wrong with fear. Because you could turn fear into fuel for success because the neurochemistry of fear is actually phenomenal to create the beginning of what we call as a flow state. So a lot of people think a flow state is the calm and relaxed state. It isn't. The beginning of a flow state is actually adrenaline and epinephrine. But then we quickly want to revert into a flow state of dopamine and serotonin, which are the reward-based and feel-good neurochemicals. And in the absence of knowing how to do this, we get left back doing what we know how to do. Go back to my comfort zone because I'm safe there. And that's what humans, animals do, right? We go into homeostasis and safety. So and this is an issue, Chris, of ignorance more than potential. It's just, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know how to do this. I didn't know that this was even possible. Right. And so in the absence of the awareness and then the skill We just keep repeating patterns over and over and over again. That's what the term is. We're all creatures of? Habit. Well, great. And we can all learn how to deactivate a disempowering habit.
0: So true. I want to get your opinion on something. This question has popped in my head, but I noticed there's a bigger shift in how people are thinking now post-2020 than ever before. And I don't think it's just from health scares. It seems like it's almost permeating everything. There's more fear rampant. In fact, people are literally selling fear to help people live in fear more. What the heck happened? (laughs) What's your opinion? Like what happened to us? And I know this has been happening before, but it felt like something accelerated post-2020 where there's a lot of headwinds happening with people. It's almost like people have created a bigger barrier, bigger hedges against them being able to have more growth.
1: So I think there's the marketers of fear, right? And the news, they understand the neuromarketing side When you activate the survival and instinctual part of the brain or the fear circuit in the brain, it actually captures people's attention more. So we know Mm. that. So that's number one, because our brain is consistently focused 24-7 on survival, safety, and avoidance of this pain. So if there's real or imagined pain or danger or loss, then we pay attention to it. So think about what just happened. I'm sure you know of somebody that died because of COVID or somebody that knows somebody, I've had seven people in my immediate circle die of COVID. So life all of a sudden is like, holy shit. At any moment, anytime, something that came from, whether it was a bat or a lab, can kill me. And I really can't do much to protect myself. And I certainly don't trust the government. And then now we're divided. Of, do this. Don't do that. Take the vaccine. Don't take the vaccine. Drink this potion. Drink that potion. Oh, my God. She died from that potion. He died from that vaccine. But you got to take his holy shit confusion. So that's part of what created this very, very, very high alert state. Now, couple that with, we're going to have a recession. No, we're not. There's a war in Russia. Maybe they'll go through Europe. There's this AI stuff that's going to kill us. No, it's going to help us live. It's worse than nuclear. It's like, now I have confusion, information, change. And the average person has no idea what to do with overwhelm. They don't have any idea how to prioritize. They don't have a lot of thinking skills, critical thinking skills. And even for people who have critical thinking skills, there are so many people on both sides all over the world of this is what's happening that are making total sense. And people over here that also make total sense. No, no, no. This is what's happening. So now, Oh my God, like, who do I trust? Who do I believe? I don't trust her. I don't trust him. I don't trust them. I'm confused. And so whenever that happens, It creates a state, in some cases, of high anxiety, high stress, and in some cases, panic. Now, the average person doesn't understand, but they will as of right this moment, that stress only happens when current demand exceeds current capacity. Let me repeat that. Stress only happens. The trigger, the stress circuit only gets activated when the current demand exceeds my current capacity, whether it's emotionally, mentally, physically, or financially. Now, that stress can only also happen if I'm projecting what might happen in the future that I can't deal with in the current moment. So it's ignorance, again, that we're running back into. It's my lack of skill and understanding that actually is causing my own situation. So and that's I'm gonna, why we got
0: to build that muscle.
1: There right? you go. So I'm going to come back to at the tip of the spear, you're still there. You are the tip of your spear, right? So if we can sharpen the tip of your spear, then you can get through just about anything. Now we have to sharpen your tip of your spear cognitively, emotionally, physically, And of course, financially, you know, are the things that you teach and I teach as well. And that is I take the responsibility for me to get better in order for things to get better.
0: Yes. That's the only way to freedom. You can't have freedom without personal responsibility and accountability. That's stewardship. You got it. I love it, John. This has been great. Appreciate your time on today. This is awesome. Everybody check out his stuff. Like we said, we'll put his link in the show notes. If you're driving right now, Great. You can always go back to moneyripples.com, go visit the blog. We'll have it there as well. I definitely recommend it. if you're in business, download that book, get that free gift. If even if you're not, even if you got a side hustle, heck, even if you're working for a job, I can guarantee you'll probably get something from this that you could apply in your career or at home right now. So guys, definitely go check that out. John, thank you again for your time.
1: Thank you, Chris. Been great.
0: All right, everybody. You heard him. Make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you
1: now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>